तब कथामृत तप्तजीवन कविपीड़ कलमशापहम श्रवण मंगल श्रीमदत भुविगृहती वृदाजना द नेक्टर ऑफ द वर्ल्ड इज द लाइफ फॉर दोज हू आर स्कॉर्स्ड बाय द वर्ल्ड द वर्ल्ड्स विच हैव बीन आटर्ड बाय द नोअर्स ऑफ ट्रूथ विच वाइप आउट सिंस द वेरी हियरिंग ऑफ विच इज बेनिफिशियल विच आर ब्यूटिफुल pleasing to the ears pleasing to the hearts which are inexhaustible those who recount them on the earth are the givers of plenty om shanti 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 peace 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 be unto all I'm sorry, our the road was very bad traffic. We so we are a little late. Anyhow, today we shall do something new. Mm. <coughs> I was working on a book, Dhano Loke Ramakrishna, Ramakrishna in the Abode of Meditation. That book I wrote 14 chapters. How to meditate on the form? How to meditate on the qualities of God? how to meditate on the divine play how to meditate the service of god how sri ramakrishna taught meditation ramakrishna scripture so like this i wrote 16 14 chapters so just yesterday i finished one chapter that i shall tell you first it is in bengali but i shall tell in english of course <laughs> and then i shall talk to you about our sat prasanga bhai swami vishuddhananda i do not know how good i will be to give you a little running free translation topic is navabarsher dhyan how to meditate on a new year's day sri ramakrishna's life is very important one of the significant event took place on 1st of january 1886 when he became kalpataru wish fulfilling tree whatever you ask god will give to you so that 1st of january i try to meditate on that day what happened in sri ramakrishna's life and what he said and how he blessed and to whom he blessed very interesting anyhow it is a custom in every country in every place people observe new year's day somehow or other they call it borsho borun oh new years please come we want to taste something new on that day we want to try to create some excitement on that day it is inherent in human mind to 
feel something new, to do something new, to see something new. We cannot help it. Love for the new is inherent in every human being. Sometimes it happens on the last day of the year, we look back and we try to evaluate what my, is my achievement in the last year, what have I lost, what did I not do right. We try to calculate, we evaluate our lapses in the last year. And whatever we did not get, whatever we have lost, whatever we have known, that we try to get in the, get in the, in the next year. That is the reason. In the West and all countries you will find New Year's resolution. <laughs> the resolve. And we pray to God so that we, our, we shall start our journey again. This acceptance or what do you say, boron, boron means everyone welcoming the new year is not a religious function. This system originated among the ancient Babylonians. They used to think that whatever we receive from God that we want to pay back to God. This custom was among the ancient Romans. They used to promise to Janus, their god. That is the way the name January came. The month of January came from the Romans, Janus. This system is in the, among the Christians. They used to make some good resolution among the Jewish people. They used to think that whatever mistakes we made in our last year, we must beg forgiveness to God. This system among the Hindus, they go, into the tem go to the temple, they worship God, they open their new business, this and that. So we see this system is more or less in every race, in every country. Though there is no connection of, the, of uh, this New Year's Day with religion, but we see, we make that day something important. Some people go to the botanical garden, they do some picnic, and some people take their children to zoo, uh, in this country of course, Sea World and G Disneyland. And some people dress themselves and go to their friends and relatives and have good food. <laughs> so, on the 1st January 1886, Sri Ramakrishna blessed his devotees, saying, Be illumined. In America, I put it some American things so that people will get some taste. In America, generally, New Year's Day is observed through party, parade, play, and picnic. You will see, Rose Bowl parade, and all football games we watch on the New Year's Day, and party, picnic. Some people resolve for self-improvement. I got it from Google. Im 
improve, improve physical being, eat healthy food, lose weight, exercise more, eat better, quit drinking alcohol and smoking, get rid of old bad habits, improve mental well-beings, think positive, laugh more often, enjoy life, improve uh, finances, uh, get out of debt, save money, improve career, perform better or at current job, get a better job. Five, improve education, get a better education, learn something new, read more books, improve self, become more organized, reduce stress, be less grumpy, watch less television, get along with people. And the American people, this is the way they, they observe, they, they resolve, you see. In America, in our Vedanta centers, some centers observe midnight meditation. Some centers observe retreat from 6 to 6, morning 6 to evening 6. They repeat mantra in the shrine and they talk about Sri Ramakrishna and they want to start the new year with some kind of spiritual awakening feeling. One hundred three thirty years passed, but the first of January, eighteen eighty-six, is connected with Sri Ramakrishna's life, and people from all over the world remember and observe that day in a dignified way. We know in Kashipur Garden House, it is suburb of Calcutta, millions of people visit that house that day. There's a long lines, nearly couple of miles long. And two lines of continuously people entering the Ramakrishna's room, bow down and go out. That day is the object of our meditation. Meditation is not limited by time. We make the ancient, the past, we make the past, we make the past present through our meditation. We can visualize that particular day which happened 130 years ago. Still now we can see it vividly. It is 1st January 1886 through the mental eye and through my imagination. We see Sri Ramakrishna is lying down on his bed. He was very weak, suffering from cancer in throat. He cannot eat much, some eating some liquid food. And what did he do in the morning? Early in the morning, it was the habit of Sri Ramakrishna, when he was in Dakshineshwar, he would pace back and forth in his room and would chant Mother's name. At that time, he could see the minds of his disciples and devotees, how much progress they are making in his spiritual life. What these devotees and disciples, what are the obstructions they have? So he used to remove those obstructions. But now he cannot walk, so he is lying in his bed and thinking of mothers and helping the devotees and disciples. 
he loved the devotees. Why? Because he had a vision. He saw a light emanated from God, from the deity, touched the Bhagavatam and touched the devotee. That vision convinced him Bhakta, Bhagavat, Bhagavan, Teen, Yak. Bhakta, devotee, Bhagavan, God, and Bhagavat, God's message, all three are one. So each devotee is also a representative of God. So serving the devotees, you are serving God. That is for the reason he was very fond of devotees. If there is no devotee, what does God do? He sleeps. <laughs> he snores, perhaps, you know, who knows? <laughs> you see, this is the way it works. God needs the devotees, otherwise he cannot play. He will be alone. In Vriyadarana Kupanishad says, Swayekaki Naramita. He does not like to enjoy life alone. So Dityam Vichyat. So he desired for the second. Thus he became many. So God loves the devotees. Sri Ramakrishna's daily routine was very strict and very punctual. He was about his things. He would get up early in the morning and brush his teeth with his twigs, some kind of twigs, you know, that he will scrape, uh, scrape his tongue. Mouth should be very clean because with that mouth you are chanting God's name. You know, I remember one day one Western our lady, she ate lunch and then she was going to the shrine to repeat the mantra for an hour. So I told you, no, 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 you must go to the bathroom, rinse your mouth. Never, you cannot, you are not supposed to repeat mantra when the, your mouth is not clean. You see, there are some things you will have to learn from this tradition. So, morning he will eat perhaps a little fruit juice or something, and then lunchtime, Holy Mother used to make some farina pudding or palo, some kind of custard, so that it is soothing, it will go without any effort. He could not eat any more solid food. So Holy Mother cooked that thing and carried to him, he ate. He was rested a little, then his nephew came to, it was the first of January, you remember it was British India, holiday. So many people, some 30 people came from Calcutta to see the master. And his nephew also came to see from Dakshineshwar. So Sri Ramakrishna was telling his nephew, Ramlal, today I feel a little better. Let us go for a walk. Mm, maybe four, five acres in that garden house. In the middle is the house, all along is the garden. And there is a garden path. And the, on the bottom of the path is Red brick dust, surki, red dust. So, he wanted to go. His body was very weak, but that day he felt somehow bad, somehow good. So he put on his red border dhoti like this, 
and then one long shirt, then a, a chador, and this is called chador, red border chador uh, all over the body. You will have to understand, first of January is winter in, in, in Calcutta, then a, a cap covering his ear, then his sandal, and a stick in his hand, and he got down from the upstairs with the help of Latu and Ramla, his nephew. The moment he came to the, uh, came out of the house, devotees saw him and they followed him. Then Latu, Sri Ramakrishna's disciple, Advutananda, he returned. He saw the devotees are now following the master. I don't need He does not need me. He came back to his room. He and Swami Sharadananda, two persons, immediately took Sri Ramakrishna's pillow, mattress, quilt in the sun. It is very, very interesting that how, you know, the person you love, you, can, you feel for that person. So this pillow, mattress, quilt, the carriage in the sun to give a little sun bath. And immediately they clean the whole room because most of the time he is in bed, they did not get chance to do clean properly. So, yeah. you know, it is an object of meditation for me, how to serve. Some people serve mechanically, without feeling. It's this, that scene I can see that they are carrying these things and clearing before the master come, we must make him, if you sleep in a warm bed, you know, the, the cotton pops up when you put in the sun, you feel really good. That I wrote. Then, He came maybe hundred years, then the road, the garden path, turned toward the gate. So in this corner, in this juncture, he stood there. And then he found Girish Chandra Ghosh, the Bohemian Jabuti. He was an actor, dramatist, very famous person. Sri Ramakrishna asked him, Girish, you talk about me that you know so many things to the people that I am an incarnation of God, avatar. What have you seen in me? Previously he scolded <laughs> Girish and Ram Dutta. <laughs> he is a theatre manager and Ram is a doctor and they declared me as an avatar. What do they know about avatar? <laughs> he scolded them. Now he says, what do you think about me? Girish immediately knelt down on the, on the, on the, on the garden path with folded and says, even the Vyasa and Balmiki could not finish telling the greatness of the avatar, who am I? You see, Vyasa wrote Bhagavatam, Krishna's life. Balmiki wrote Ramayana, Rama's life. Even these great people could not say fully about this incarnation, who am I? I am an insignificant person. <coughs> The moment he listened that, his faith, immediately he went into Samadhi, stood there. I, you know, I can visualize, standing on that red dust road, uh, um, path of the garden, 
his movement stopped, his whole body got goosebump, his mind went to the higher plane and went into samadhi, his face was beaming with joy. And the devotees were excited. Joy Ram Krishna, Joy Ram Krishna, they are shouting. And they are throwing flowers on him and taking the dust of his feet. Then I wrote a poem about it. De 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 charan dhuli de o radhanat kichu janme kichu ange maki kichu shange raki de de charan dhuli de. O Lord, give me the dust of your feet. Some dust I shall put on my body and some dust I shall carry to my home. Please bless me. May I never forget you in my life. That I wrote. Now then I made my own comment. I really feel bad that if somebody could have a picture of Ramakrishna at that time, what a great thing we could have. But sometimes I console myself. It is better that we did not have that picture. That will stop my imagination. I love to imagine. There is no end to human imagination. So, when he was in Samaji Antur Dasha, he was not outer consciousness, slowly he came down. They call it Ardhubhajya Dasha, half ecstasy. Then he was smiling and looking at the devotees. He uttered only three small sentences. Tumadher arki bolbo, ashirbat kori, tumadher shakalir chuitan hok. These are the three small sentences he uttered. Tumadher arki bolbo, what more shall I say? Ashirbat kori, I bless you. Tumadher shakalir chuitan hok, all be illumined. Be awakened with consciousness. So, these are the three words he used. What happened? Please remember, this is his last public appearance. After that, he never went out from that house. Please remember, this is his last mass public blessing. Remember, this is his last public message. Only those three words. What more shall I say? I bless you. Be illumined. Of course, after that, he lived um, nearly eight months. He died 16th of August, which is 1st of January. So during this period, he blessed many people and gave advice to many people, but not publicly. It is a public. Almost 30 people are there. Then I mentioned, Easter is, this during Easter, many Christians meditate on last seven utterances of Christ. First, Father, forgive them, for they don't know what they're doing. Second, to that thief, 
I assure you, today you will be with me in paradise. 3. To his mother, dear woman, here is your son. 4. My God, my God, why have you abandoned me? 5. I am thirsty. 6. It is finished. 7. Father, I entrust my spirit into your hands. These are the seven last utterances of Christ. Christian people during Easter, they meditate on these seven words. So, we have now three words of Ramakrishna. We shall meditate. Let us see how we can meditate on those three words of Ramakrishna. First, Tumadir Arki Bulbo, what more shall I tell you? From 1879 to 1885, he became close to his disciples and devotees. He trained them, gave them message, talked elaborately, sometimes 15, 20 hours a day. That is the reason he got his cancer in one way and taking the sins of his devotees. The Gospel of Ramakrishna, there are only 177 days entries are there. That 1000 pages book you see, Gospel of Sri Ramakrishna, it is a 177 days record. Just think of how many days of message and incidents and episodes and events we lost in Ramakrishna's life. Only 177 days. One of my friends told me, when you see the red lettered Bible, do you know how long does it take to read all who enter Christ's life? Two and a half to three hours. If you read the red letters Bible, only red letters if you read, it takes two and a half to three hours. And look, Last 2,000 years, Christian people are following those things, following the message of Christ and His life. We only see Christ only two and a half to three hours, three years in His public life. So He's telling, look, What more shall I say? I told you enough. But when we depart, we tell something very important, valuable. This is my last word to you that he is trying to tell these people. There is a saying, the ancient saying, swan song. What does it mean? The big swan during the during at the time of death makes tremendous noise that I am departing from this world. And the word swan song came from that proverb. The main thing is that it is the most important. action, episode, or speech of a famous people. That is called Swan Song. Look, last seven and eight years I am continuously talking to you and 
this is the way I have this cancer and I cannot talk anymore and going toward the end of my life. I want to tell you something. Please listen very carefully. He is telling them, I am going to tell you something important. Please put your mind. Listen carefully. Sri Ramakrishna used to teach individually according to the need of a person. You see, he could see everybody's mind. And he knows that what you need. He is not a quack doctor. He will give the specific medicine to cure the specific disease. If somebody came to Sri Ramakrishna and said, Sir, could you give me knowledge in one sentence? Sure! Brahma-satya Jagatmitta. Brahman, God alone is real. This world is apparent, not real. That is in one sense. That is the teaching of Vedanta. Then he said, you know, if you want to understand in thousand words, go to Keshav Chandrasen. He is a Brahma leader, <laughs> a great orator. And if you want to understand in one sentence, come here. The second sentence. Come forward, be comfortable. Second sentence, Ashirbhat Kuri. He did not use the word I. Ami Ashirbhat Kuri. He did not say, Kuri, the verb signifies I. Ami Kuri, Tumi Koro. She Kore. That is the way verb goes. Bengali verb. Ashirbhat Kuri, I bless you. He could not say I and my. Why? Because his I died forever. Who is holding us in this world? I and my. If there is no I and my, there is no world. A I and my. I am unlearned, I am beautiful, I am this, I am that. My husband, my wife, my car, my house, my this, my that. This whole world, day, morning till night, whole life we are within this I and my. Just think of that. You have no I, no ego, no my, no position. The world will vanish. So his world, his I and my was not there. He used to say, Ekankar, this place, here, come here. Jinnah say, come to me. So here, this place, this is the way he, people knew that what he is talking about. Because his I and God's I become one. On 28th November, 1886, 1883, Sri Ramakrishna went to see Keshav Chandra Sen. Keshav was not well. Keshav's mother requested Sri Ramakrishna, Sir, please bless my son so that he will be cured. Who am I to bless you? Bless your son. Pray to the mother. Then another devotee brought Keshav's son, blessed, Sir, you put your hand on his head and bless. No. I cannot bless. 
Then he caressed his body. Swami Sharadananda wrote, After Nirvikalpa Samadhi, Sri Ramakrishna's little eye or raw ego completely disappeared. The eye he had, that is cosmic eye, God's eye, that was working through Sri Ramakrishna. You know, sometimes I give this illustration. You want to play a flute. If there is any stuff in the flute, you cannot play. It cannot make any sound. But if it is empty, you can play various sounds. So, in this human system, if you do not have ego, then God will make an instrument and He will play through you. That ego is an obstruction. Sometimes he used to say, I am the part of God. Sometimes he was one with God. Sometimes he said, I am nobody. He used to show his humility. Do you know what happened? Time to time he will tell you, Kichash. What do you want? As if he can give anything, he can give you anything you want. Teach us, what do you want? He's an amazing person. On this New Year's Day, Sri Ramakrishna became Kalpaturu. Kalpaturu means wish-fulfilling tree. Do you know how does it work? Sri Ramakrishna told a parable. A man was passing through a desert. Desert. What happened, he was tired and exhausted, all of a sudden he found a tree nearby and he lay down under the tree and he said, Oof, I am so tired and exhausted, if somebody can bring, give me some food and drink, I shall be so happy. Immediately somebody brought food and water. Oof, I am tired, if I get a little bed, I can take a little rest here. Immediately bed came and he lay down. He was thinking, if I am tired, if a beautiful young girl comes and gives me a little massage, I shall be very happy. Immediately a beautiful young girl came and gave him massage. Then he was telling, Oof, I am so happy now. If a tiger comes, what will happen? Immediately a tiger came and ate him up. <laughs> Sri Ramakrishna is cautioning, look, this is the problem. Don't ask everything from this Kalpaturu. Then he said, <laughs> be careful. Sometimes you may think this will do good to me, it may not do good to you. God gives you that thing which is good for you. Sometimes he does not answer our prayer, that is good. But we don't ever like to like it. Oh, you know, when thy will be done, we say, my, if my will not be done, I become mad. Anyhow. So, Sri Ramakrishna cautioned Jebuji. You see, there is a saying in Chaitanya Charitamrita that many people ask God to fulfill their desires, but God doesn't fulfill their desires because they know these people are seeking poison. I, can, I am a wise person, I cannot give that poison. I shall give the nectar. If you go to a doctor and say, could you give me potassium cyanide? The doctor will knows that this person is going to commit suicide. The doctor will not give you the poison. 
So God, many things we ask from God, He does not answer because that is not right for us. That is happening. Another thing, Kalpoturu, tree is there, if from a distance if you pray that will not work. You will have to go under the Kalpoturu tree. Then whatever you will pray that will go. Do you know what will happen? If you go to God, your all worldly desires will not come. I want you. That is the secret, you see. <laughs> so I say, oh, it is a kolpotur, wish fulfilling, whatever we shall ask, God will give to us. <laughs> Not necessarily. <laughs> now, Swamiji <clears throat> one major remark. Dokshineshwari Gorarai Shab Dite Pare. This Ramakrishna in Dokshineshwar can give anything people want. But is it over? No, still he answers prayers. He fulfills the needs of his devotees. So that is these two sentences I completed. What more shall I say? and Sri Ramakrishna's blessing, infallible. Third, Tumadir Chaitanya Hok, may you be illumined. This word has some similarities between the Mahavaikya of Chandogya Upanishad. What is Mahavaikya, the great Vedic dictum? In Vedanta, there are four great Vedic dictums. First, from Jujur Veda, Aham Brahmasmi, I am Brahman. Rig Veda, Pragyanam Brahma, Consciousness is Brahman. Atharva Veda, Ayam Atma Brahma, this Atman is Brahman. Shama Veda, Tattvamashi, the word that, you are Brahman. So, you are Brahman and be illumined, meaning is the same, the wordings are different. Wordings are different, but meaning is the same. How are that? You are Brahman. And here also he says, you let that Brahman consciousness manifest in you, which is hidden inside you. That he said. In Tattumashi, Shetu Aruni, the great sage, told her, his son Shetuketu nine times and gave the knowledge of Brahman. Please, you are Brahman all the time, but you are unaware of it because of ignorance. When this ignorance will stop, this supreme bliss will manifest. That day there are many people in Kashipur, Sri Ramakrishna awakened, they're hidden, there's their shupto, sleeping Brahman consciousness. But he only did not say only words. He gave them experience. You know that is the reason Swamiji said most people preach religion. And Sri Ramakrishna can give religion. But how can we give religion? One touch, one glance, 
He can awaken your consciousness. He can give you God vision. He can give you samadhi. Anything you want. Swamiji wanted nirvikalpa samadhi. The highest Vedantic experience. Sir, give me that experience. Swamiji said, Sri Ramakrishna said, first finish your family affairs, your family is suffering from poverty and all these things. Sir, if I die tomorrow, you will get tomorrow. Next day, Swamiji had near Bikalpa Samadhi. He cried out, where is my body, where is my body? What did Sri Ramakrishna do? He touched the chest of each person and said, be awakened, be illumined. And they started to see vision of gods, somewhere in ecstasy. What is this Biru? Chaitanya. The word is Chaitanya. Do you know what Chaitanya means? Consciousness. What is consciousness? Brahman is Sat, Chit, Ananda. Sat means existence, Chit means consciousness, Ananda means bliss. So he awakened the consciousness so that you are aware of his existence, you are aware of his bliss. Whole main theme in this world is consciousness. The Upanishad says, Eko vijnana sarva vijnanam bhavati iti. Sir, do you know any such thing knowing which everything can be known? If you know math, you do not know chemistry. If you know chemistry, you do not know physics. If you know physics, you do not know botany. If you know botany, you, know, you don't know geology. But I want to know that thing knowing which everything can be known. That is the knowledge of Brahman. That Sri Ramakrishna gave on that day. He is the Jyoti Sham Jyoti Hi. Upanishad said, those words are so beautiful. He is the light of the light. What is the light of the light? The Upanishad says, Hiranmai Parekushe, a Parekushe, Hiranmai, the golden color in the inside the heart, golden means the luminous, he is the Brahma, the Jyoti, Jyoti Sham Jyoti. It illumines everything. Sri Ramakrishna removed the coverings so that they can experience that jyoti, light. Upanishad says, Na tatra surja bhati na chandra tarakam nema vidyuto bhanti kutu amagni tamivantam unubhati sarvam tajsa bhasa sarvam idam vibhati There the sun shines not, not the moon, not the stars. What to speak of this mortal fire when it illumines, everything illumines after it. A sun, moon, all this light, fire, all this light comes from Brahman. These are all borrowed light. But the original light is Brahman, consciousness. Do you know how does it work? In Vrindavanukupanisha, there is a chapter called Jyoti Brahman. Kim Jyoti, how do you function in this world? Surja Jyoti, 
we work with the help of the sunlight. When there is no sun, moonlight. When then there is no moon, star. If there is no sun, no moon, no star, fire. If there is no sun, no moon, no star, no fire, think of that. In this world, no sun, no moon, no fire, no electricity, nothing. Dark. What is the light? Shabda Jyoti. Sound. You are my neighbor. You are shouting, help, help, help. Hearing the sound, I shall go to your house. You think of that. The whole universe, the world is full of darkness. We cannot see anything. But through the sound, I can reach your home. And when there is no sound either, where is the light? Atma Jyotihi. Light comes from the Atman, the Self. So, Sri Ramakrishna awakened that light. Chaitanya Nalapkule. One cannot attain that Brahman consciousness without awakening the consciousness within. Without awakening that consciousness, human life is meaningless. What did Sri Ramakrishna do on that day? He awakened that consciousness. The, what is this consciousness? This consciousness is knowledge. What is knowledge? Sri Ramakrishna says, Shasharupke jana. Know thyself. If you know yourself, that is that is the purpose of knowledge. Light the lamp of wisdom in your heart and see the face of the Divine Mother. After having that knowledge of Brahman God, good, bad, real, unreal, you can everything you can see. What is the sign that you have attained that knowledge? You have tremendous love and devotion and absorption in God consciousness. Your kundalini will be awakened. There will be no ego. You will be so calm and serene. You see, sometimes saying, oh Swami, I have some experience. Here some people come and tell me, Uncle, good, good, good. Hold on, hold on. <laughs> hold on. <laughs> you see, there's something that I have realized God, you know. Do you know what? There are two ways we can check that whether really you have experience or not. First, according to Vedanta, they call it Shashang Vedda. Seeing your face, I cannot say that whether you have eaten food or not. Whether you are hungry or your stomach is full or not, seeing your face, I cannot say. But you know. Really you know that whether I have, my stomach is full or not. When a person experiences the Atman, Brahman, God, he knows that I have the experience. Second, Parashang Vedda. The moment you come, I shall see you. And I know the signs of a Nuara Brahman. Where do you know the signs? You read the last part of the second chapter of the Gita. Last part of the twelfth chapter of the Gita. Last part of the 14th chapter of the Gita, there Krishna mentioned the science of a stage of wisdom, the science of a true devotee, the science of a person who has transcended the three gunas. Oh, those signs I know. And I know the Viveka Chulamani, the science of an illumined soul, Jivan Mukto. Those signs I shall put on you. 
and I shall check that whether you are living or not. Your life will change. If you live with me, I can exactly I can tell you that whether you are living or not. Well, I am not going to stay with you, Swami. Siram, <laughs> <laughs> <coughs> why did Siram Krishna give Chaitanya? Why did he not give any other blessings? Why? If you do it on dualistic experience fluctuates. How? Today you have a little vision of God, you are very happy. Next day, no vision, you are depressed. So your mind fluctuates back and forth, back and forth, back and forth. All these things happen because of the gunas. If your mind is full of sattva guna, you will be up. Mind is rajas, very active. Thomas, depressed. So mind is always fluctuating. So Sri Ramakrishna pushed this mind, boom. Do you know the problem? There is a problem. Here is a five years little boy or a girl. Overnight you measure 50. What will happen? This girl did not experience his teenage youth. All of a sudden, I measure a young, what is called middle age or the old age. So this whole thing is gap. This girl will be, it cannot function properly. So if your guru or your illumined soul, all of a sudden you are in very immature in spiritual life, all of a sudden, boom! You give you illumination, you will be able to hold it. You will be puzzled. You may be crazy. I'm just telling you that overnight, if you make this girl, eighty years old girl, with tremendous wisdom and maturity, this girl will be non-functional. You will not be able to function right. You see, sometimes we say, Oh, Swami, I like to have a little samadhi. Now, one of <laughs> One of my students, you know, used to pester me that, Swami, I like to have a little samadhi. I tell him, you know, before you get in samadhi, you must hire a ridoy. <laughs> ridoy was Sri Ramakrishna's nephew. When you are samadhi, ridoy would hold him. Otherwise, he would fall. He will break his teeth. He will bro break, his, break his hand. Sri Ramakrishna had several accidents. So I said, that before you attend Samadhi, you hire a man, that the moment you will, Samadhi will grab you. <laughs> then she says, then her husband was there, Swami, I can do that job. <laughs> <laughs> if, my, if my wife attends Samadhi, I shall grab her. <laughs> Funny. This is America, you see. <laughs> What did he say? Sri Ramakrishna says, Adyaita gan, achole bende, jaicha tai karo. Take the non-dual knowledge in your pocket and go and do whatever you want. And then, um, what happens? When this knowledge comes, comes, bliss comes. If joy, bliss, 
and the experience, you know, knowledge and bliss, they go side by side. The moment you know something, ah, oh, I am so happy, I know it, I know it. And if you do not know, we are miserable. Sri Ramakrishna did not give their, in according to Vedantic Hindu system, there are four things people seek. Dharma, righteousness, artha, money, calm, fulfillment of legitimate desires, moksha, liberation. So Sri Ramakrishna on that day gave liberation, moksha. Consciousness, awakened consciousness, Gyanath Moksha, a liberation comes through the knowledge. That Sri Ramakrishna gave on that day. Chaitanya Hok means have the self-knowledge. This is the main focus of Sri Ramakrishna's blessing on that day. And he told them, Atman and Brahman are the same. It is in the Upanishad. This Brahman, Esha Isaparamagatihi, Esha is the Parma Sampad, Esha is the Parma Lokaha, Esha is the Parma Ananda, Eta Sayanandas Anandasat, Anani Bhutani Matra Bujibanti. I am telling you what is your goal. Goti, this is your goal, your Atman, God, Brahman. That is your real treasure, that is your real abode, that is your real bliss. Having a particle of that bliss, human beings are blissful. Next, Hate Hari Bhanga. Sri Ramakrishna promised to his devotees that before I depart from this world, I shall break the earthen jar in the marketplace. What does it mean? It is very mystical words. It needs explanation. What does it mean? The ordinary meaning is that I shall unveil, unfold the mystery of my life to all of you. Who am I? I am that infinite God took this finite form in Ramakrishna's body. That he is telling that I broke that jar in front of everybody just to show you that I can give you anything you want. Ordinary human being, if I ask something, can you give? No. But God can give anything you want. That He is doing. Prasad bale manjanato mone mone jeta chatore ki bhangi bhenge aadi bujhai bosheta. Chator. Chator means the junction of the four roads. Mani, open place. There he broke the jar. There is another indicative meaning. In India, sometimes in the marketplace, the people, those who sell the sweets, they carry in earthen jars, in a, in a bamboo, you know, two jars, they're hanging on their shoulder, you know, that is the way they go to the market. If the jar is broken, that merchandise cannot be sold because it is fell on the ground. What do they happen? All people go and jump and they try to eat it, eat it, you know. They loot everything and they eat. That is happening. So, 
you know, all people, the, the public will go and grab it because he cannot sell that thing anymore. So, on the 1st of January, Ramakrishna, Premhanjo Bhango Kullan, Premhanjo means jar of love, he broke it and distributed that love to the devotees and they are all excited. They are, believe, how do you know they are excited? They are carried away by the bliss of love. Narada says, when that love comes, do you know what happens? Matto bhavati, stabdha bhavati, atmanamo bhavati. These three things happen. Matto means, money you, are, you, are, money you cannot hold it. So much joy inside, you are dancing, shouting, yelling. That happens to some devotees. Stop the bhavati. Some devotees become calm, serene, motionless, having that experience. Some devotees, Atma Ramo Bhavati, you have become absorbed in the Atman, was experiencing that Brahman. Tushta. And these devotees, Brahmananda Sagare Habudubu Khete Laglo. In the ocean of consciousness, Habudubu Khao Mane, do you know what is Habudubu Khao? Perhaps you have seen when a person is drowned, they come and, you know, try to raise their head up. Again, drinks a little water, again raise up. That is called habujubhukha. Sometimes go under water, sometimes goes up. So the devotees are, are submerged in the bliss of Brahman and they could not hold it. Do you know what did Girish do? He went to the kitchen and shouting the cook, come, have the blessing of Sri Ramakrishna. <laughs> These people, what did they do? Some laughed, some cried, some shouted. This is the sign of love. Thakur used to say, pure knowledge and pure bliss are one. Ramdatta, one of the eyewitnesses, he wrote, Oof, that day there is no, no bound or money, there is no lips of bounds of the of bliss. There is many unconditional, infinite bliss we experienced. But who knew that this was his last acting? Who knew that see Ramakrishna will not distribute love anymore? He previously he promised that before he leaves this world, he will break that the jar of bliss in front of us. We could not realize that this is the, the last public act he was doing in front of us. We went with so much hope. We depended on him. We thought that he will do so much for us. He will stay with us for long. But we could not dream that he will leave so long from us. And gradually, the curtain dropped on the divine drama of Sri Ramakrishna. Now, did the what was the what was happening behind the behind this behind this curtain? That I wrote. 
he played his acting well, he returned to his room. Then, while he sat in his bed, he was telling his nephew, Jolegalo, Jolegalo. My feet, my hands, my whole body is burning, burning, burning. Bring Ganges water. That cold winter night, his nephew is rubbing Ganges water all over his body. He absorbed all scenes of these people. Then he was telling his nephew, Ure Ramlal, Hatpa Jolegalo, Dre Ganga Jolan, Shigiran, burning, bring Ganges water. Ramlal was rubbing the Ganges water all over his body. Then he was telling, Look, Ramlal, I came to this world, I thought secretly I shall play with a few devotees. And this Ram, Ram Chandradatta brings all sorts of people and asks me, Sir, touch him, Sir, give him illumination, give him wisdom, fulfill his desire. How much, how many people can I carry? Hey, look, I got all this cancer because I took all their sins. I shall not stay in this world anymore. Next, these are the things happening behind the curtain. Swami Niranjanananda came with this bamboo pole, bamboo staff, and sat at the, on the step. No entry. I won't allow anybody to go to the Master. They love their Guru. They want their Guru should live long. All these people will come and they will take away his life. So he was protecting his Guru. No entry. Go. This event and the message of Sri Ramakrishna's life on 1st of January is the object of our meditation. On this particular day, he revealed his himself, that he was that avatar, and showed fearlessness to his devotees. Being Kalpataru, he fulfilled some wishes. Upendranath Mukherjee, he had a desire to become rich. He prayed for money. You will get money. Out of compassion, he illumined the lamp of wisdom in their hearts. But God it is, is not Kalpaturu only one day. He is Kalpaturu all the day, all the time. If we meditate daily on this particular day of Ramakrishna's events, Ramakrishna's life stories, then every day will be New Year's Day to us. And Sri Ramakrishna will appear to us as Kalpaturu. Thank you very much. My goodness, I thought that I shall start with these 10 pages, I took one hour. So you know, it is in Bengal, it is a beautiful ride, but I just told you what is in English in brief ones.